Hello everyone, this is Fabrice. Welcome back to a new episode of Blind Sanity. Today is midterm election day, actually. It is Tuesday, November the 9th, 2022. Hope you guys all voted, and if you're not, that you're about to before the uh, poll close. Anyway, um, today was supposed to be part two of our retinal implant deep dive. We're going to take a quick break, to be honest. Um, it's been four weeks for me of learning about it, writing about it, reading and listening and everything about it. And it's getting a little heavy on the technical side. So I'm going to take a quick break until next week where we're going to um, talk about a different kind of technology uh, related to retinal implant that are available uh, right now or are ab about to be uh, available, uh, maybe through the clinical trial or the FDA approval process. Um, I hope you don't mind. Uh, there's still uh, some material to read or to learn about a retinal implant. If you haven't, you still have last week's episode to listen where we talk about basically uh, basics of what is retinal implant, what it does, um, uh, what is it useful uh, for, and who can use this kind of technology. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about um, pixels, uh, how many pixels is uh, needed or are needed uh, to um, actually recognize a character or um, an emotion on somebody's face and things like that. So I, I would probably recommend uh, you to go back to last week's episode to learn a little bit more about retinal implant. Next week, we'll go a little deeper. We'll talk about the different technology that are available already, that are FDA available and approved. The one that are um, well right now at on the clinical trial um, uh, stage and the one that are planned uh, in the future um, this is a lot of good thing but it gets um, like i said it gets it, it get very deep in technology and i really don't want to spend 25 minutes or even an hour um, being um, too deep into um, details i would rather uh, take a little bit of time and uh, make make the whole uh, episode a little bit more fun to uh, to listen so what we're going to talk today first we're going to go back to our original uh, format we're going to start with a little bit of news a lot of things happen uh, in the blindness and the low vision area uh, over the past few weeks we're going to talk about that and then we'll move to uh, uh, our um I would say the 15 minute all you can know or all you can learn about lighting. Uh, we're going to talk about lights, different kind of light, what is useful to us, what isn't, um, how uh, to use it, how to uh, position um, the different uh, uh, light source that you have around the house. Uh, we'll talk about all that. Uh, we'll talk about filters and different kind of lights and, um, and that's it. Um, this is basically a rehash of an episode that we uh, made a few months ago, a long time ago, almost a year ago. It was one of the most popular episodes we had so far. We added, uh, we're going to add a few more details to it. And um, based on experience and based on brand new technology that appeared over the past um, few months. So uh, without uh, much further ado, let's take a quick break and let's start with the news section. Well, the first week of uh, first news of the week is coming from University of Pennsylvania, who just published some preliminary research on a new gene therapy for people suffering from uh, LCA, a genetic congenital um, a disease uh, that is um, manif that manifests itself. Uh, with uh, extremely bad night vision. It's similar to RP, but LCA is more um, 
focused on a dark vision or um, night vision, sorry. Uh, so the, the whole thing here is that this is a disease that can be diagnosed at birth. And it, like I said, um, attacks the part of your retina that is um, mainly used for night vision. When I say attack, at the opposite of RP, uh, the, the, the actual uh, receiver does not, don't die, uh, but um, they do not function because of um, genes that uh, have mutated and are making that receiver useless. The um, uh, night vision acuity for people uh, suffering from LCA is between 10,000 and 1,000 times less than people with uh, no... Um, uh, such disease. Um, it, uh, it, it has a lot of advantage when you want to work on gene therapy for, for, compared to RP is that RP basically kill the receiver at the surface of your retina while LCA, uh, the uh, actual receiver do not die. Like I said, it's just a genetic therapy. So what uh, the University uh, of Pennsylvania did was to introduce some uh, DNA with a correct sequence uh, that mean uh, the um, uh, the DNA uh, does not have the uh, the gene responsible for LCA, and the results are very promising with the result with uh, an increase uh, of uh, night vision of about one thousand time and uh, and over um, over a few days. Um, it has been tried on uh, people that are relatively young in their 30s or 40s, all the way to their 70s. The advantage, again, compared with RP, is that uh, the, uh, the receiver on your retina do not die uh, as you age. Uh, that means that for LCA, you can pretty much get uh, a gene therapy at any age uh, and you will have results um, regardless of your age. That is not something that is possible with RP. Uh, it is preliminary research. It is very, very uh, promising. But again, um, any paper um, or preliminary research uh, are always very optimistic. Let's see how it goes. But it looks like we are uh, heading toward a second gene therapy. The first one was for RP. It was approved uh, fast track by FDA, I believe, five or six years ago. And uh, it looks like we are uh, getting to a second one, this time for the LCA patient. Eighty percent of you do not know you have it. Thirty million of us actually have it. I'm calling about. I'm talking about diabetes. Eighty uh, percent of you uh, do not know that you are pre-diabetic. Um, this is um, not being full uh, diabetic, but still, eighty percent. It's pretty big. Uh, 90 million uh, Americans are actually known to be pre-diabetic. And why am I talking about all that is that uh, the reason why is that November is not only Movember. It's not only uh, the month for uh, elections or Thanksgiving. It's also uh, blindness due to um, diabetes awareness months. It is the leading cause today of blindness if it is not treated properly or if you do not change your um, um, lifestyle, if it's possible, depending on the, the type of diabetes you have. So keep that in mind for November. Uh, maybe um, skip a dish or two on your Thanksgiving dinner and save your eyes uh, in the same way.
All right, uh, let's try uh, this week uh, another of this 15 minute experiment where I spend just 15 minutes talking about a, a special uh, topic. Today it's going to be uh, lighting. So we're going to go very quick at the beginning. We're going to talk about a different kind of uh, light bulb that you can find. You probably all know about that already. The first kind is the incandescent lights that are becoming very difficult to find nowadays. They're very uh, power inefficient. Most of the energy that is used to make them function properly are dissipated with heat by heat and very little by actual light. So you don't have them very much available um, nowadays, but you can still find them. And some of you who are living in older house might actually have to use this kind of light bulb. Uh, they do have some adapter. Um, you can use other technology with the, um, the, the outlet uh, that you have in your older house, but it doesn't work uh, all the time. Uh, so you, you do have those incandescent lights still available. They come in two formats. Um, soft and white. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, the tint, and they come in many intensity. That is uh, basically divided in wattage. You got uh, 20 watt, 30 watt, 60 watt, 100 watt, etc. And usually, the higher the wattage, the higher the intensity. The second kind of uh, light is the one that I don't like, the one that is uh, neon. Um, they are dangerous if they break. Uh, they usually have mercury in it. Um, this is basically how they. Um, they work. Um, they are usually a little bit more expensive, last a little longer than the incandescent light, but they require uh, outlets that are specifically used for this kind of light bulb. Um, some of you that um, are working in offices will probably see them every day, those long tubes, but they come also in some more sophisticated shapes. Unfortunately, they require particular um, um, plugs. Uh, and everything is proprietary and they tend to be very expensive to replace. Uh, I have a lot here that come from Philips and Philips has no issues selling me one bulb for $10, even though they don't last that long. So think about it. Um, I think they come in two um, tint, uh, soft and uh, bright. Uh, it also depends on the wattage. Uh, it is a problem if they break and it is relatively expensive to replace when they break. The third kind of lighting, you probably know about them already, those are LEDs. They are everywhere nowadays. Five or six years ago, you would spend $25 to get one or even more. Now, $10 give you four of them. You spend a little bit more, you get them Wi-Fi connected, either um, with Alexa, Apple, Google, or any um, voice assistant or any uh, computer system. Uh, they can be dimmable, either uh, using a, a light switch on your wall or uh, using voice command or your phone. Um, or if you do, want, do not want them uh, Wi-Fi connected, you can buy them either dimmable or um, non-dimmable. The intensity uh, is not really uh, anymore related to the wattage. Uh, usually they come with another kind of... Um, um, notification about the intensity. It's called a lumen. can be 10 lumen, 20 lumen, 100 lumen, etc. The higher the lumen, the higher the intensity. We'll talk about that in just a few seconds. Uh, Price-wise, like I said, they're very cheap if you're looking for the basic uh, LED uh, bulb. They're 
work pretty much everywhere. They have all kind of um, um, shape nowadays. You can use them to replace your floodlight if you have them uh, at your home. You can replace them for your countertop uh, light. Um, they can be screwed on. Uh, they have all kind of shape. It's actually pretty neat these days what uh, you can do with LED. The advantage also of LED compared with other technologies is that they, last, they will last you 10 to 15 years, assuming uh, they are installed properly. I had, I have had some issues when uh, I'm installing more than three or four of those um, online um, um, at my home, and they, some of them tend to flicker when you put too many of them. It probably depends on your electrical uh, system and your electrical configuration. So try little by little to see how it goes. Uh, but um, uh, LED is uh, sure um, uh, a good bet here. All right, that's it for the kind of light. Let's move on now to um, uh, two of the characteristics that you need to consider. Number one, intensity, and number two, filter. Let's start with the easier one, filter. Most of those lights, uh, especially the ones that are not Wi-Fi connected, so incandescent, uh, neon, and non-connected, um, non-Wi-Fi connected LED come in two forms of variation. They come uh, bright, white, or... Um, uh, soft white. Uh, so you probably understand what the difference. One is very harsh, bright, but has a little bit of a blue tint, very bright, very white, and for me, very um, 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 blinding and uncomfortable. And then you have the one that are a little softer. They're a little bit more on the yellow range, but is more pleasing to the eye, makes things a little easier to, uh, to read and to distinguish uh, inside your house. So it depends on your uh, comfort, but mostly depending on your uh, disease. Uh, some people like me are P, um, with retinitis pigmentosa, you are more sensitive to a bright color, um, a bright light. So anything that is too bright for me is bad for my eyes. I don't see anything. Uh, which means that uh, I, the only thing I have, uh, the only thing that's left for me is a softer white, which actually works pretty well. Anything that is in the yellow, orangish uh, tint uh, works very well for me. Uh, Again, this is just for me. Depending on your um, condition and your eye disability, you may have to choose maybe bright white compared to uh, soft uh, white. Some of you may have uh, diseases that um, are more compatible with a, with a light that is more on the greenish or bluish or reddish tint. Uh, you're going to be out of luck on those. It's very difficult to find LEDs that have those particular tint. Uh, but it's not impossible. If you go on Amazon and you look for specialty light uh, on Google, you can still find some particular tint. But the best way to accommodate people with this kind of disability or this kind of need is to buy LEDs that are Wi-Fi connected and uh, that can change uh, color uh, and you can use any kind of color uh, possible. I have many of them uh, at my place here. Uh, one of them has something like 2,500 different tints that you can choose using an app uh, that you download on your phone, on your, your computer, or anything like that. It's particularly good if you have a condition that uh, gets worse and worse with time since those uh, LED light bulbs last, will last you 10 to 15 years. Uh, it's, it's a good initial investment. They're a little bit more expensive when you can... Um, personalize them compared with the uh, regular uh, regular one but they will last you longer and they will adapt to your uh, actual need um, using those wi-fi connected uh, light bulb you can actually uh, choose your tent you can choose the intensity and then if someone else after you um, want to use those light bulb you can 
you can uh, uh, set multiple profile uh, depending on who's using them. So you don't have to uh, go after somebody who's using them bright, bright white and you have to adapt them or change them again to your um, personal taste. You can uh, set up profile and then literally ask uh, Alexa or Google or Apple to switch the, the light to your own um, profile and your own need. Uh, beside tint, um, you need to look at intensity. Bright is not necessarily always good for people like us. I know for retinitis pigmentosa, uh, people like me uh, do not like too bright. We need something relatively dim, uh, not too dim. And even sometimes, depending on what day, you have good idea and bad idea. And sometimes it even change from one hour to another. So spending a little bit more money to get those uh, LED light bulb dimmable is actually a good idea. Uh, like I said earlier, you have two choices here. Either you do have some dimmable switch installed uh, throughout your house. In that case, you just have to buy a dimmable LED and um, use those switch to dim or to make them more or less uh, bright, depending on your need. Or if you do not have them, uh, you can still buy those dimmable LED, but get them Wi-Fi compatible so that you can actually change the intensity using an app, uh, either a proprietary lab, uh, app, or if you, you can use uh, Amazon or Google or, uh, or um, uh, Apple to dim them to your need. Um, that is pretty much it for uh, the kind of characteristic you, uh, you, you must be, uh, uh, you need to look for. Intensity uh, being one of them, tint is the second one, and then uh, if you want to spend the extra uh, money uh, to set them up, um, it, you will. Uh, you need to look for um, light bulb that are Wi-Fi uh, enabled. Let's take a quick break and then we'll move to our next uh, section: preparing your house or your uh, office to a good lighting solution. All right, now you have all the light that you need. Uh, time to prepare your house or prepare your office. The best way to uh, use those uh, uh, light bulb is to get a control of your environment before you use those lights. Um, for example, if you are in an office that is very bright, uh, any kind of lighting you're going to buy is not going to help. What you need is probably ask your employer if they can move you into an area where you can control the light, maybe even switch it off completely and bring your own lighting solution uh, to accommodate your um, disability. At home, you have to do the same thing. Uh, you probably have a lot of windows. If you use blind, they're actually pretty bad for your eyesight. Uh, you need to keep them either completely open or completely shut. Don't put them in the middle. In the, in the middle, um, you don't want to have anything that looks like a horizontal stripe, white, black, white, black. It's actually bad for your eyesight. So you have to make a solution. Leave the um, or leave the blind completely, uh, and leave the light uh, going through the window. Buy some filters that you can apply to the windows uh, to um, control the uh, the tint or control the light that come through. Or do like me, use curtain and cover everything. So at that stage, uh, you have prepared your environment. It's relatively dark. It's actually very dark. And it could actually be relatively uh, unsafe. So what you need to do, the, the, the second step, would be to uh, get yourself some very inexpensive uh, nightlight that you can plug directly into outlets on the wall. They're very inexpensive. You can buy two or three for 10 to 15 bucks at Target. 
uh, I used the one that I built from GE. They are 10 to 15 lumen. I believe it was 12 lumen. And uh, they uh, switch on automatically on when it's very dark. So when I have guests and I have to switch on the light, those uh, are completely off. You put them, you have to put them into strategic area uh, near corners um, of walls, for example. Uh, so you don't, you don't hit those walls uh, if you walk in the dark. Um, I have them in the bathroom. I have them at, um, near my stairs up and down. So I know where the stairs start and where the stairs end. I have them in my kitchen and I have them in my office at um, particular places. Um, another solution to help you walk around a house that's becoming very dark is to use LED strips. Um, they're very inexpensive these days. For $20, you can buy 60 feet of uh, Wi-Fi connected LED strips. They have an adhesive side. It's very thin and you can actually stick them to the base plant, um, uh, sorry, the baseboard of your walls. So you can actually uh, purchase enough of them so that all the wall, all the base of your walls in your house or your apartment can actually have a LED strips that can tell you where the wall starts and the wall end. I'll, uh, I'll uh, post a few pictures to show you uh, how it works in my home. It's actually pretty good um, because the one I bought are dimmable and you can choose the tint. So even if it is um, right in front of my eyes, it doesn't hurt me uh, because I dim them uh, to, to, um, to, to a level that doesn't bother my eyes and I can choose the tint, uh, an orangish tint that is pleasing to, to, uh, to, to the kind of disease I have, um, the, the kind of disease I have. So it looks a little bit weird, um, but only when you're using them. When you have guests, you don't have to, put, to switch them on and they're almost invisible. They won't, find, uh, they, won't, they won't see them unless they're looking for them. So it's not like you're going to destroy your house or your office. Um, it's almost unnoticeable. And it's a very cheap and very um, um, efficient um, solution to make your house uh, a little bit safer, especially uh, a house that tend to, be, uh, to have to be very dark uh, for people like us. Now let's uh, install those light bulb. Uh, it would be easy to tell you that, oh, it would be too simple actually to tell you that just plug in and you're good to go. Uh, it's not that simple. Uh, for most people like us, you have to find a solution so that you're not going to see uh, the light bulb uh, from the position where you, uh, you are. So any uh, LED or any light bulb that you're gonna install at the floodlight, flood light, for example, are not gonna work with you because light are coming from up uh, um, from above your head and if you're photophobiac uh, that is going to mess up with your eyesight same thing with light that comes from uh, the bottoms up it's going through the, the, um, the lower part of your eyes and if you're photophobiac this is not going to be a good solution same if it's on the side or even in front so the solution is to buy shades uh, for example if you use those uh, particular kind of light uh, as a nightstand uh, before going to bed uh, what you need to do is buy a shade that is extremely opaque so that the light can come from either under the shade or above the shade and cover completely the light bulb so that it doesn't blind you. Again, uh, it does depend on uh, your disease and your, uh, your taste, but uh, I found that a very dark for me, a very dark shade that cover pretty much everything except uh, under uh, the, um, the, the shade, uh, works well for me. 
Second, uh, or third actually, you need to consider why you want to use this kind of light for. If you use a nightstand, this is probably going to help you find your phone, your watch, or anything like that, or maybe a, a, your medication or anything like that, so you don't need to worry too much about it. Uh, if it is for your desk at work, or if you have a home office, remember that uh, you're going to um, need to think uh, about the surface of your desk. If your surface of the desk is too bright, the color that come out of your shade is going to, uh, the, the light that come out of your shade is going to reflect um, um, on your eyes. So that's, um, that's not gonna work. It's the equivalent of having a light bulb in, your, um, in front of your eyes. So you need to find or cover your desk or your surface, your work surface with something that is probably a little darker that will help you uh, work better. Think also, uh, about that, if you uh, are using those light bulbs to do some reading, anything that is on white page is going to reflect the light again, so you're going to need to find a solution for that, either through um, specialty glasses, or maybe you can play a little bit with the tint of the light, uh, light bulb. Uh, that's it. I think we went a little uh, long this time around. We are 17 minutes. Um, a quick explanation or description of what I have at home here. Uh, all the, um, I have a lot of floodlight. Um, those don't bother me that much because I don't use them. They are apparent and they're bad for my eyesight. So I don't care much. I replace them with LED, uh, regular LED, uh, non-Wi-Fi related or connected, mostly to save, uh, to save in electricity. They last very long and they cost nothing in, um, in electricity every month. Uh, and it's more for the guests and uh, the people that live with me. Uh, I chose them soft. Uh, since they are pleasing for most people, including me, but I don't use them. Uh, I use a lot of those uh, night plug, uh, the light plug that you put on walls. I have five or six of them in the bathroom, mainly. That's very useful to find where the vanity is. Um, and at particular um, places of the house, when, uh, when on the staircase, for example, when I go up and down, I know where the stairs start and the stair end using those uh, light um, and of course, I have a lot of those LED strips that I install pretty much everywhere around um, any doors, uh, the bedroom door, my office door, the bathroom door, and things like that, even the entrance door on, from the inside of the house, of course, so that if somebody knocks to the door, I can easily find the door without struggling or without having to find my, uh, my cane or anything like that. As far as lighting, um, actual lighting, useful lighting, I have two of them that I use as, uh, in my nightstand uh, next to my, uh, my bed. Uh, like I said, I use very dark shade and um, LED light that is soft, that works for me. I did not need to go complicated or get them Wi-Fi connected. That didn't work much for me. I don't use them very much, but if you use them to read or if you use them to do, to do something else, maybe you may consider a Wi-Fi connected solution for you. Uh, for my office at work and my office at home, I use specialty uh, um, desktop lamp. They are a little bit on the expensive side. They are $200, $270 each, uh, and they are designed for RP. They have the right um, filter, and they are dimmable, and they work really well. Uh, the desk that I have is made of wood and is very dark, so there is no reflection uh, of the light uh, uh, to my face 
when I, uh, I switch on those lights. So they, they work really well and well enough for me to do a lot of things, including some model kit, uh, which I still do even though my eyesight is not good these days. That is pretty much it for uh, what I use around my house. Uh, like, I, like I said, uh, you can go crazy with Wi-Fi, um, Amazon connected or Apple connected or anything like that and spend a fortune. But uh, if you really think about what is useful to you and how to prepare, and if you, you, you can prepare in advance, you can actually have um, a really good solution that works for you for almost nothing and no investment. You may need some help from your friend, especially if you go for Wi-Fi solution. Um, those um, proprietary app or even uh, Amazon app uh, that you use sometimes to connect uh, those um, Wi-Fi connected um, or Wi-Fi enabled uh, LED are not accessibility friendly. So you may need some friend to help you uh, set things up and get them to um, the, the intensity and the tint you want. But once you're done, you're pretty much, this is pretty much it. That's it. I hope uh, you learned a thing or two uh, this time around. Um, if, you have, if you want more information or if you have other uh, solution that you uh, you enjoy. Don't hesitate to share with us. On the next section, I'm going to share uh, how you can do that using our email, Twitter, or anything like that. Let's take a quick break. All right, we made it through the um, entire episode today. Um, hope you uh, liked it. Uh, let's go with the usual way uh, to contact with us, uh, connect with us. Uh, if you have information about your own lighting solution and if we miss something or if we need a correction, don't hesitate to email us, blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com or use at blindsanitypod, blindsanitypod on Twitter or whatever is left nowadays. Um, you can also go into our website at www.blindsanity.com, uh, read our blog, or you can even um, go on the contact us page and use the form there to send us any kind of request, information, or anything like that. I would encourage you to spend some time in our blog page. We have now a contributor from Pennies for the Blind that posts a regular um, uh, article about RP and um, solutions to... Um, uh, for Braille, uh, such as the Brailler, portable Brailler or the refreshable Braille display. And you can also learn a little bit more about that organization on our About Us uh, page that has a link uh, directed to her um, the, this organization website. That's it for now. I hope uh, you have a nice end of the week. Tomorrow is uh, Veterans Day. Um, so it's a long weekend for us. And then after that is the final line uh, or the final sprint to Thanksgiving, uh, busy time. Um, Next week, uh, we're going to go back to um, a retinal implant. We're going to talk about the different technology that is available at that stage and go from there. So have a good end of the week, a nice weekend, and I'll see you next week.